0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. This is your host, Kim Langling, and I am so happy that you've decided to spend a few minutes of your day with myself and my special guest today, Doreen Letsom Reed. While you're here, folks, don't forget to subscribe and tune in each Wednesday, as that's when all new episodes drop. So grab that cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and listen into the show. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. This is Kim Langling, your host, and I am so pleased and blessed that you have decided to spend just a small part of your day with myself and my very special guest today, Coach Doreen Some Reed. She is a certified marketplace ministry expert, CEO of Divine Connection Network Association, LLC, and the publisher of Unlock What's Inside You magazine. She coaches and mentors high-performing Christian women leaders, 40 plus, rising to coach on how to use key career, business, or ministry transitional skills to build a coaching business In marketplace ministry. Increase confidence and profit while boldly proclaiming faith worldwide. Known as the master of divine connections with a platform reaching countries all over the world, Coach Doreen works hard to help her clients become kingdompreneurs for the glory of God. Coach (laughs) Doreen, wow, wow, busy
1: woman. Thank you for joining me on Let Fear Bounce. Yeah, that's what we have to do. We have to most definitely let fear bounce because we cannot allow fear to hinder us to advance God's kingdom in all things business. So, you know, this name for this platform is very synonymous to the call of God on my life as a certified business coach to high performing Christian women coaches and those coaches are confident Christian women coaches. 40 and over. We're about our business. We're We're understanding that we must unlock what's inside. And that's the confidence that we have on the inside. You have everything that you need on the inside. It's just the unlocking of it so that you can overcome fear, shatter misconceptions, increase confidence and profit by faith. So I'm glad to be here on this amazing platform because your platform literally is what I do. Thank you very much, Kim. <laughs> oh, you're more than
0: welcome. I've been excited about this conversation. Is you, you do so much, but there's one thing that you and I had a conversation a few days ago that you had mentioned. It's an, about a book that you wrote that took you eight years to write, and I would love to hear more about that. It, he is Worthy is the title of the book. Now, eight years, eight years to write a book. Let's, uh,
1: let's hear a little bit more about that. Yes, yeah, so she wants to unpack it, y'all. She wants to unpack what happened. <laughs> so let's go ahead and unpack, right? Well, this is the book He's Worthy. It is an inspirational poetic work that compiles the word of God with poetry to bring about healing, salvation, and deliverance. And that's exactly what I did for the eight years of writing this book. I had to lead myself into a deliverance, into a healing process. And it was necessary in order for me to arrive to the point I am as a certified business coach the confident Christian women, you know, 40 and over all around the world. If I did not do the work myself as a certified business coach, I would not be in position or condition to help my clients. So it's very important that we ourselves do the work. And I've been writing all of my life. When I was uh, five years old, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And yes, I've had uh, an amazing relationship with the Holy Spirit at a very early age. No, I was not church. No, I didn't have godly parents. No, it's not not an, an environment conducive to Christianity. No, 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 and a thousand times no. But let me help you. The Holy Spirit is in the earth and his job, his primary function is to woo God's people to himself. How can we come unless he draws? So at five years old, he made himself known to me. And guess what? At five years old, I was not crazy. I knew by spending a lot of time outside due to an abusive home that there was a god and thank you lord that i understood that at a very young age and through creation which we now know as jehovah elohim being our creator i became to know and embrace and have a very intimate relationship with the holy spirit so at age five and at that time no i did not know he was holy spirit but at age five he became very real to me and he spoke to me that i would write a book because here keep in mind at that tender age when, you, when your child is uh, developing and forming, they are given gifts and talents before they are born. These gifts and talents manifest over time. So I already knew, uh, I had already unlocked what was inside of me at five years old because I had the gift of poetry. I was speaking poetry because I could not yet write before I could read or write. I would go be in the car looking at the nature. I would, I identified with the clouds. And that's why on my book, You See the Clouds, I spent a lot of time outside of my home because I was not allowed in due to the abuse that was going on. That was one of the abusive measures that my parents used to afflict me with. So I spent a lot of time outside just absorbing the nature and I would write and speak poetry based on what I felt based on what I saw I began to form the stanzas but began to form how they would arrange in my mind and then as time went on in my teenage years I began to write them and that was my way of even staying sane And so with that being said, fast forward, when I'm 22 years old, and I'm born again, and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, and yes, I am a tongue talker. So, you know, I am a keen entrepreneur, I am a Christian coach, and that is part of my belief system. So fast forwarding to that point, when I got born again, and when I came to the realization of who Jesus Christ was, God reminded me of what he had called me to do, which was write this book. And it was not intended for everyone else. It was intended for me to heal. I had a lot of trauma, as you can tell from my story, and I'm not going to go into that today, but I had a lot of trauma, a lot of trauma that I had to deal with, Um, this extraordinary trauma upon trauma upon trauma um, that was very Difficult for me to process. And by me coming to the realization of the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, I had to take time to really process that and be healed of all of what I had gone through. And that's why it took me eight years to write this book. There was a whole year that I did absolutely no writing. I couldn't write. I was in so much pain mentally and emotionally. I used that a year to just sit. We call it soaking in the Christianity world, soaking. You're just soaking in God's healing presence. You're spending time with him. I spent a lot of time for this entire eight years studying the word of God in his presence, just soaking up uh, his presence and his healing power, his wisdom, his knowledge. I was being healed moment by moment day by day, year by year in this process, and my life began to change, and keep in mind, during this eight-year process, I'm working, I'm a woman, wife, and mother, I'm in, you know, Marketplace Ministry, I started Marketplace Ministry, literally, time I got born again, my boss decides to put me on assignment, and I had a problem with that, I'm like, you want me to do and write this book and teach you want me to do what is you crazy we had an argument about this for three months yes i argued with the lord you do too you're just not saying it um i'm bold enough to say because it is i i I, (laughs) I argue i freely admit it i don't ever win but i argue (laughs) yeah i argue with him i mean this was a this was an ongoing argument i want you just to picture that for a minute let me take a minute right there picture this because you're asking me about how i wrote this book arguments because it was such a place of pain that I did not want to go back to the place of pain. When he sent me into marketplace ministry in 1996, he literally sent me to the very high school that told me I would be a dropout, be nothing. I was labeled, you know, I was bullied by the teachers, by the state, it was horrible. And so he sent me back there to get a job. Now, keep in mind, I have no college education at that time. I had no certification at that time. I didn't even know how to do math at that time. I didn't know anything, but all I had was a word from the Lord to go. And after three months of arguing, I made it, I had to make a decision to just go because I heard a literally, I literally heard in my car, I was going up Highway number nine here in South Carolina. I literally heard an audible voice in my car. Literally, I passed the school. I'm going, driving my car that he bought me, literally cash, you know, cash money. I bought a car. I'm a single mom. I bought a car, cash money from a man that came into the gas. I was working in a gas station. He did not know me. He asked me, did I want to buy the car? I still think he was an angel. I don't know where this man came from. I've never, and he was like seven foot. He was a Caucasian guy. He was a huge guy, but he had just the gentlest faith. And he comes up to my register and say, you want to buy this car? I'm tired of this car. I'm too big. He literally said, he does not know me. He does not, I don't know this man from Adam, I'm at the gas station, Kim, can you, this is crazy. I'm at the gas station and I'm at the gas station working and I have cash money as a single mother with a child to purchase this car from a man I do not know. This is true. I, the believe man that. That, I, the I love man, it. The man that I do not know, Kim, I allow him to drop the car off to my house. He brings the car to my house. I don't know this man. This man is literally like seven, but he's huge. This is a huge Caucasian man. But he had a gentle, I had a, I don't know. I just had a piece that he was normal. I just had a peace and I'm, and I had been seeking God for a car. And I said, Well, I don't have no money for a car. And all of a sudden, I have this money for this car. And I pay cash for it. And he comes to my house, he drops it off. And by this time, he bought him a truck. So he drops off my car that he gives to me and buys, and I know it was worth more than what I paid. And he gets in his new truck and goes about his business. And I never see him again. What does that have to do with the book? Everything, because this is where I started my marketplace ministry. I'm driving this car. Passing by this school, which represents the place of pain, and God speaks an audible voice to me and says, You know, didn't I tell you? And he's not saying it nearly as nice as I'm saying. It's a it's a sharp voice, almost a wrath. He was he was not happy. He was like, Didn't I tell you to go to that school and get that job? He and I heard it. I heard. Uh, audible voice. I was, yeah, I didn't, that fear did not bounce and I don't want that kind of fear to ever bounce. There's a holy reference fear that keeps you doing what's right. And so when I heard that voice, I literally did a U-turn, Kim, in the highway. No cops, thank you, Lord. (laughs) I I did a big U-turn in the middle of the four-lane highway that morning. It was supposed to be buses, it was supposed to be cars, it was no cars. And I go into the school and the principal that told me I would be a dropout and did, you know, all this crazy stuff to me when I was in high school, she is standing there like waiting on me. It's like she's waiting. She's standing there at the reception area, Kim, and she asked me what I'm there for. And I'm like, I'm there, I'm here for a job. And I began to tell her for 20 minutes why she should not hire me. She hires me on the spot. I don't even remember filling out an application. I'm told to come back the next day. And that's how I enter into marketplace ministry. That's how I enter into the school system. And here again, I have absolutely no qualification. I have absolutely no confidence. I have absolutely nothing but arguing with the Lord. But because I, uh, he told me all I had was his word to go. I'm speaking to somebody here. Sometimes all you have is his word to go. You have no paper. You don't have a book. You didn't write the book yet because you arguing about the book and you don't want to deal with this pain so you are and that's just not going to work and then you know you you don't have no qualification you're you're using all these excuses it's a mile long and i'm here to tell you that there are going to be some times that literally all you have is the word did not tell you to go
0: i agree and you know amen to that story because i love hearing people's journeys like that and, and how God has spoken to them. And I often say he nudged me. And sometimes it's a gentle nudge. And sometimes it's a two by four upside the back of my head. (laughs) And that's, that's how, you know, when I know he's, you know, being a little more firm with me, I, I definitely feel it. And I'm one of those people that, that I, I will literally hear the whisper as well. And when it happens and I hear it, it stops me in my tracks. And I know, okay, Kim, you you better listen up now. The big guy's telling you something. He's trying to get, you know, get something through to you. And now I know you had a bumpy, a very bumpy upbringing. And of course, we're not going to get into any of the details, but just from, you know, the tone of your voice and, and how you were describing, you know, being bullied and just the, the home, the nature of the home that you, that you grew up in and how you were outside a lot in nature and that's where you felt God and started talking to him that resonates with me being out in nature for me is and I tell everybody this that is where I can breathe and that is where I find my peace and that is where I most talk to God and I'm outside as often as I can be and I I can't remember being any other way I was always outside as a youngster as well And that's carried with me. And I think that for me anyway, and I'm assuming for you too, that being out in nature, God, no matter how bad your day is or what's going on in your life or what storm you might be in the middle of, God will provide that one little thing out in nature to draw your eyes to, to remind you, I am here. I created this and it's a little tiny masterpiece. And I created you as well. And you are my masterpiece as well. And I, I love those moments. Do you have those moments when you're out in nature?
1: Absolutely. And I have a poem to prove it from the book He's Worthy. The name of the poem is Elohim, and Elohim means Jehovah God, our creator. So Elohim is one of the names of Jehovah God. And he has several names to describe different characteristics. And this specific one describes into a T as our creator. And the poem is Elohim. O God of heaven, the sun was placed by your word, yet it does not fall. Oh, God of heaven, the moon, stars, planets have you formed, yet they do not sway. Oh, God of heaven, I do feel the cool breeze blowing on a starry night, and yes, it does cause me to dream pleasant dreams. Oh, God of heaven, I've heard the waves crashing against the rocks along the ocean side, and I do know you divided the land from the sea with just your word. O God of heaven, I have seen your great and high mountains, and yet I know there is none higher or greater than you. O God of heaven, I pass by the riverside and see the leaves blowing and the trees swaying, and my soul does yearn for more of you. O God of heaven, Elohim is your name, and there is none like you. With my mouth, lips, voice will I sing praises unto you forever my feet will dance for you my hands will I lift in worship to you before your face my heart beats for you for all eternity for there is none like you oh god of heaven elohim is your name oh that's so lovely
0: that is so lovely and you paint quite a few different pictures in there that i you know that i can visually bring into my mind beautifully written thank you for sharing that
1: and behind so you have a prelude to every poem that gives you a summary kind of like whets your beak to so to speak to prepare you for the actual poem and then the at the end of the poem you have scripture references So a lot of my readers, they use this as a devotional for healing, salvation, and deliverance because it's layered, as I said, it compiles and layers the word of God with the poetry to bring about that healing and to bring about that visualization of really who he is and what he has done. And uh, these all were handwritten. These poems, I wrote them by hand. So that's another reason why it took me eight years because back then I didn't have a computer. I had to write everything by hand. And then I had to, I learned a lot of discipline in doing these eight years. I had to go to the library, the local library, two to four times um, hours, uh, two or three times a week to type it out. Because when you're submitting to your publisher, we all know it has to be in Word document. It has to be formatted a certain way. So in order for me to prepare to do that, I had to travel to the library and save my work. And then in the midst of that, we went from floppy disk to regular, um, the old time disk. And then I had to get a computer, uh, I had to purchase, a, my husband and I had to purchase a computer for me so I could write the manuscript. That was a lot of effort of faith on my part because um doing this eight year process, the technology changed which means my discipline level had to change. Um, I was, as I said, woman, wife and mother, I had to wake up be like one o'clock in the morning to write for two hours to three o'clock, then take a nap to get back up and work in the school system. I still was working in the school system while writing this book. And I had to be on, take my children to school, uh, my son son to the daycare and get to school by 7.15 to be on duty. For my, my work, my job. And then in the midst of that, I'm still in ministry. At that time, I was working with my mentor, Sophia James. I followed her for 20 years. 20 years I followed this woman of God uh, to help me understand about ministry. And I'm talking about regular ministry. I'm talking about five-fold ministry. I'm not talking about coaching. I'm talking about the ministry of the evangelist at this point. I followed her. Um, so I had a lot of responsibilities. And at that time, I was also on a dance team with one of my closest friend who was also a teacher and also mentored me on how to teach. So in the process of this, God gave me a lot of good help to become the teacher that I needed to be. And I began to elevate in the school system. I didn't stay a sub. I began to elevate and the anointing of God began to increase. That same foundation is how I now am a a top coach because I learned, I was in the trenches. You have to learn certain disciplines. You have to sit under certain people. You have to serve certain people for you to understand how to serve. You have to, you can't just be served. You have to know how to serve. And so, um, those elements have helped me build a business. And as you said, I'm coaching women worldwide. And I have another book that I will be releasing, which is I'm the visionary of Are You Lit? Leader Intentionally Trailblazing. And we plan on going to international bestseller with that as well. You have got an amazing story and you've got
0: all kinds of things in the works and you're doing amazing things with, you know and have impacted many, many lives. Uh, worldwide, which is just awesome. I I love talking to folks like you and given given a platform so you can reach, you know, more people and because you never know, you never know. And you know this, who your words might touch, who might just be needing to hear your word that day at that moment. So as we're getting ready to wrap up here in the last few minutes, I want to know what is next for you personally? Do you have a personal goal, not business wise? but a personal goal that you want to reach or a dream that you have.
1: Yes, ma'am. I'm in the works of working on something. And when it drops, you're going to be like, Oh my God. That's <laughs> I'm not going to reveal it what it is right now. Oh, but- she's leaving us on a, teacher, yes, ma'am. a cliffhanger. <laughs> yes, ma'am. With the grace of God, I will be able to accomplish it in the very, very near future. I'm building toward it now. It's something that God spoke to me earlier this year and he confirmed it with two other people. Um, I've been given an opportunity to elevate and so I can be in position and condition to continue to serve um, You know, as I advance God's kingdom in all things business. And so, yeah, when it drops, you'll, you'll come back and say, Doreen, you said it was something big, and I was, I was like, "Yep, yeah, this is what it was." We'd well, have to have you back on for a part two. <laughs> yes, <ma'am>. absolutely. <laughs> now you
0: have a magazine as well. Yes. So briefly tell us about tell myself and the listeners about your magazine. Well, you're gonna be in the magazine. <laughs>
1: I know, I know, but people don't know that. (laughs) And we, and you know, this weekend I shared with you the cover and we was looking at the cover and how phenomenal Unlock What's Inside You magazine's second issue was, and you it, it were telling me how powerful it was. And I was like, well, Kim, you're gonna be a part of the third issue. You're like, wait to see what we're gonna do with that, right? Because the third issue of Unlock What's Inside You magazine, which is a global magazine, we're already in 21 countries. We're already uh, connected to a publisher that is very established and well-connected. And it's all about collaborating to get to that, vi- that visibility, that international level, that global level. So I do believe in collaboration. And so Unlock What's Inside You magazine is you know, uh, a platform for confident women in marketplace ministry that are advancing in God's kingdom and all things business to have a place to come to provide business tips, to provide those spotlights, to let women come and let people see what they're doing, giving you that elevated visibility as a Christian woman in business, as a Christian CEO, as a Christian coach. And I think that the women um, appreciate the work that I'm doing with Unlock Us Inside You Magazine because too many Times Christian women in business are slighted. We're slighted for our faith. You know, it's a controversy. Should I have faith in my business? Should I have business with my faith? It's a divide. And we have not been called to division. We've called, been called to shatter misconceptions that we can remain true to our faith and still profit by faith. In actuality, that's how you get to the bag. That's how you become what, the, in essence, the whole person as a Christian CEO and as a Christian coach, especially, which is the call of God on my life, specifically to Christian. Christian coaches. And so this is a platform. This is a safe place for you to come into the Unlock with Inside G Magazine, be spotlighted, tell a little bit about yourself, tell your story. We have articles in there. Some of the articles are long. It just depends on what God tells me to do with each uh, issue because I am the editor-in-chief and everything you see, God gives me to create it. So I do not have a team that creates it. I give them my creation and they run with it. As the editor-in-chief of Unlock with IG Magazine, the cover, the layout, everything I do, because God directs me on how to do it. And then I give it to my team. They execute it and they do an amazing job. I could not do it without those that are members of my team. So I do want to acknowledge the team members of Divine Connection Network Association, oh, which right. is, um, you know, you know, that's how Unlock with SIG Magazine is functioning, you know, under my business.
0: And it's a beautiful magazine, folks. It, it truly is. And the, the most recent edition, the cover, it, it is powerful. First off, it blasts you. It's red. So it catches your eye. But the, the cover lady, Miss Jean Turner. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful lady. And, you know, folks, you're just going to have to check it out yourself. Because when you see it, you're going to go, wow, that is powerful. And there's a big old story behind this picture. So share with folks, share with everybody listening in where they can find you, more about you, the magazine, and
1: all of that stuff. To get in contact with me, you can do all social media. My name is Doreen Let's Read. Literally, if you know my name and Google Doreen, it's going to pull up. So I am Googleable. <laughs> my team <laughs> has made sure, and they are still working, that when my name comes up, it will go straight to me. So <laughs> that would be the best way possible to just type in my name. In Google, he's Googleable, and I think, Google-able. I think
0: I think you coined a new word.
1: <laughs> yes, and so uh, all social media, and of course, you know everything has my name. You can email info at DoreenLetsomeRead.com. Some Read, uh, com. Everything is just under my name, and once you know Doreen Let Some Read, it literally pulls up multiple ways to contact me through my website, through all social media links. It's, we can share, connect, grow, and build together, especially for confident Christian women coaches 40 and over that are high performing and are ready to unlock what's inside you in all things business while you are learning how to get clarity on your mission message and mandate so that you can develop your business blueprint understanding with your structures your services your products your procedures even developing your curriculum to set you aside so that you can overcome fear shatter misconceptions increase confidence and profit by faith and let's say it together all things business i got my hands in the air
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're on fire lady (laughs) you are on fire I have truly enjoyed this conversation and I know you've got a lot more to your story that we could have delved into, but we'd be here for several hours. Thank you so much for being my guest. This has been truly a blessing and fun to boot. Thank you so much for being my guest today on Let Fear Bounce.
1: Yes, let fear bounce. Get writing, ladies. Get writing, gentlemen. Get writing your story. There's no time like the present. As I said, there's no need to argue. No need to procrastinate. There's no need to keep putting it off. Someone needs to hear your story. And above all, you need to write it because it's a healing journey for you.
0: I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Couldn't agree more. Well, that wraps it up for today, folks. Thank you so much for joining myself and my special guest today on Let Fear Bounce. It's been a true pleasure. Doreen, once again, thank you. And everybody out there listening, thanks for tuning in. So everybody be well, stay well, and be blessed.